how is your uh, coach? My dog is um, wanting to get out on the sun porch. Um, and Aubrey locked him out, and I don't have a key uh, on me. So, tough. Hi everybody, welcome to Curtain Calls. My name's Tony Smith. This is always is brought to you by Arts for Lawrence. Super excited about my guest today, as always. Um, she is a artist, she's an art teacher. Uh, she's over in England right now, so you're our first international guest. Uh, welcome to the show, Emily Ford. Hello, this is so How exciting. Yeah. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, thanks. It's luckily very sunny here right now so that helps my mood um but yeah doing good over here how are you you know not too bad it's uh it goes it it it's a roller coaster you know some days i'm great and some days i can't handle making toast um uh keep it light keep it light tony keep it light um <laughs> so um uh so you're an art teacher in london yes and so are you know how are things going over there are you guys in a similar position that we are i assume yeah yeah i mean i don't know if on you know two weeks ahead of the us or two weeks behind of this country i don't know anymore but yeah 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 I right think, i think it's yeah on the same level of this is strange funky times and yeah learning is online um it's been it's been a, a challenging to do that you know teaching art when you're supposed to be doing painting and getting out clay and stuff to do that online it's i've just had to change it um change up my my curriculum and the way i'm teaching so it's been weird but as far as like london and how things are going over here um yeah staying in place staying at home trying to stay healthy right much like you guys sure yeah um and so you know when you're when you're teaching um, art and there's no supplies to give out, uh, what what solutions um, are you are you putting in place? I know that's what I had to to think about because I know my students. Um, even though this is my first year teaching here, I know a lot of them at home. They don't even have uh, plain paper. Like they'll have maybe lined paper in their notebook mm -hmm. and a pencil. But um, a lot of them responded back in the way that I give lessons. They responded back, you know, we don't, I don't even have paper. Is that okay? Or, or what should I do? So, wow. you know, I said, look at, look in your kitchen. Do you have, you know, a box of cereal? Can you use the back of that or the inside of that box or find wrapping paper? Maybe you have some leftovers from the holidays. Whoa. Um, you know, so just, and I know they have a pencil. You know, they yeah. have a pencil pack that they that they have. So I know I have pencil. I'm trying to get them to find some kind of paper. And we do a lot of drawing. We do um, um, some fun exercises with that. I've done some guided museum tours where we'll go through um, different, well, I haven't done a lot of them, but a few different museums talk about the art. Uh, and I'll have them do like a little write-up about it. So it's oh, definitely nice. changed my approach. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's intense. Uh, having ki- it's clever having having kids, um, you know, do art on the inside of cereal boxes. <laughs> I'd be really interested to see a lot of those things. Um, yeah. And so you teach. You were telling me you teach. Uh, what would be the equivalent over here of say like seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth grade? Right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> middle school, high school, kind of. Yeah, middle um, school and like the first half of high school. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, what draws you to that age? Um, I didn't think that I would like it actually at first. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I was looking for a job in like the primary schools. So little kids, like they love hugs and they love, you know, showing you whatever they made, whether it was like made out of their boogers or whatever. Like they love showing you things. And I love that. I think they're so cute. Um, but this opportunity came up. It was really close to where I lived um, or where I live, this school. And but I was like, oh, they're older kids. They're teenagers. I don't know about this. Uh-huh. But I took the job and I'm glad I did. These kids, um, some of them, you know, they're teenagers. Yep. But uh, I've gotten in some really great conversations with them and really feel like I made a connection with some of the ones that I see every day, the older kids that choose to come to art yeah. um, for like their special. Um, they're great and I miss them. So I'm glad that I took this. And I think that in the future, I'll be more open-minded to taking the jobs that deal with um, older kids. I'm enjoying it. So my little, I have two little sisters. One's only a year younger than me, but one is 16. Mm-hmm. And she is like pure cartoonishly uncut 16. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly what you think of. Like think of a 16 year old girl and you nailed it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's times where I go, how do you talk to you? I- <laughs> how, how, like there's no, ta- there's no communicating with you. How do I, I can't even say hello without getting like a, without getting like a, you know, you're balding. And I just go, cool, 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 yeah. cool. I'm out. Or like they're um, not like their TikToks and whatever in their yeah. Um, but on the other hand, when I used to substitute teach, um, which substitute teaching is absolutely not the same thing as teaching, but um, when you are in like a position of authority over kids you don't know, and I I taught that age that that you did, it's the best because all of them are so uncomfortable, but they put on such a facade of confidence and it's so funny. I think it, I think those kids are the funny, they're inadvertently or on purpose, like the funniest group of kids in the world because they're just guessing at everything, but just telling you that they're right. And by the way, I did the same thing and it's, (laughs) they're a blast. I find, I find that, I find that age group to be a blast as long as it's not, um, as long as it's not somebody that knows me well enough to just be like, um, I, you know, screw you, Tony. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. There's that fine line, you know. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> watch out for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I have to ask, as like an annoying American, um, and you know, I, I should say that you have, uh, you you were saying you have dual citizenship between Italy and. In the U.S. In the U.S., great, yeah. okay. Um, and I know you back from college. We have a mutual friend uh, who lives in Atlanta. Um, and so I have to ask, just like as the annoying U.S. person, <laughs> when, the, when the queen came out and was like, hey, everything's going to be fine, how was that for you? 
Um, it was strange because I think a lot, everyone, well, I say everyone, but I'm making generalizations. They were like, okay, yeah, the queen's going to make a speech. She hasn't, she's only done that like four times in her life. And this is amazing. And what is she going to say? And, um, you know, it was basically like, all right, keep, keep at it. You know, yeah. keep, uh -huh. keep doing your thing. And you're like, all right, that, that was it. Like, that's it, queenie. What are you, all right. <laughs> you know, a little bit underwhelming. But then again, she's the queen, so right. whatever she said, people would have been eating up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think? What do you, what about what are your thoughts? So uh, so I'm somebody who thinks that the monarchy is the dumbest thing in the world, but <laughs> um, but that makes you know that makes me a true red-blooded American. But um, <laughs> I will say that in my heart, I wanted her. I in it. I live in the reality, um, and I'm stealing this take from, I think, John Oliver, but I live in the reality, I choose to live in the reality where she chose to pick the green dress so that people would, like, put whatever they want on it. Yeah, to green. As, like, as, like, a point of, um, as, like, a point of, like, a morale boost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of, like, of, like, yeah, just, like, I know, I know they'll do what they want, but honestly, I'm the queen, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the queen um, on the crown. Like, I like to view the monarchy through the Netflix show, The Crown. <laughs> but like, on the other hand, um, I find that especially, boy, without getting too political, especially in modern times for the US, I kind of do wish we had one person that was like president and then one mm -hmm. person who was like the face of the country who did like the communications you know what i mean or like yeah. the, pa the pageantry of things because we do ask our president to do both of those roles and right. that that requires sometimes that requires a person who can't do both things yeah. it's really hard to find a person who can do both right, right. um so sometimes i do think oh why don't we just have like a like a national mascot every four years? That's what <laughs> it feels like. Just yeah. you know, put on you know all the magnets and the stamps and everything. And yeah, like 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 for us, it would be Beyonce. Obviously, we would, she would just she would just like address the nation on on the little things like the yeah like the Christmas speech or whatever, and that would be great right. because then whoever we elect could actually focus on work. <laughs> right. And everyone um, will be like, oh, just Beyonce, it's Beyonce. She's going to, you know, say great things because she's Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, so I do find as much as I think that um, the monarchy is like an outdated type of thing, sometimes I think we'd be better off if we separated those two parts of the job. Right. So. Right. Uh, and long live Beyonce. And long, you know, long live, long live the queen. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so you've been, you've kind of uh, been all over the place. Um, you, you've, you've been teaching in England for about a year, but before that you were in Italy for a while um, and you had this really cool project. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, when I went to Italy um, almost two years ago now, um, I had this idea in my head for a while to do something that connected travel and art and like being creative. And I didn't know what that looked like, but when I got to Florence, um, 
I decided to put together an Instagram and a website of sorts to just put all these things that, that like this world, so beautiful, so creative yeah. and things are happening all over, like even outside of museums or outside of those like tourist books, whatever. And like people are making beautiful things, whether it's the food or art or, you know, graffiti um, on, on the sides of the streets. Like there's, so much cool stuff happening, creative things happening. And I wanted to put that all somewhere and through my eyes and where I go. So I started the Instagram, the painted passport and the new cities or countries I go to, I paint my passport cover um, with acrylics or watercolor and I film it and I paint it to um, represent the city where I'm going. And then once I get there, I try to find those kind of outside of the box kind of creative things that not only artists would enjoy, but anyone would enjoy. Um, and then I put that together and Instagram. Or and so for, for, for those that are interested in looking at what she's talking about, uh, the Instagram link will be in the description on the, on the podcast description. Um, what's your favorite, what's your favorite thing that you've seen through this, through this project? Ooh, I've discovered, um, I do, there's so much stuff like outside of like physical art. There's like, it's like, um, the, one of the first things I did was a, uh, gelato competition that I went to and those <laughs> what? creative people creating things or creating gelato. Okay. Okay. I have many questions. Um, one it's, so it's a competition of who makes the best gelato. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there categories? Um, no, there was, I think 26 or 32, there was some high number of vendors in, uh, this one spot in Florence and they had, I think they had a category maybe for most creative and then just like best all around. So it could have okay. been like simple, plain old chocolate, but, um, I think those might've been the categories. Um, and you sample as many as you want. As that much sounds as you fantastic. Want. It was amazing. Um, so boy, we're going to spend a lot of time on gelato today. Um, so for <laughs> what, what, what rubric is there to, is it like vote by popular demand or is there a panel oh, yeah. of judges? How do you get to be one of the judges? <laughs> Anyone could, um, I think it was a great deal. I think he paid equivalent of like 15 or $18 and you get a wristband and you can try whatever you want as many times as you want. And you did have an actual rubric, like um, a little checkbox with the name of the vendor and what they were, and like what flavors they were selling. So you could check off um, on the rubric, all, all the ones that you tried. I tried all of them. And um, yeah, it was amazing. They gave you a little cone. And the most interesting one, uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was strawberry red pepper. Woo! That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm into that. It was good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. And just um, crazy, like there was one that was cheese flavored. Um, was it any good? It kind of tasted funky. <laughs> okay. Um, and there was like champagne flavored, and of course nice. the classic like pistachio, and there was one with basil. Oh, it's amazing. amazing. Yes, yeah. man. Now I'm hungry, so thank you. Yeah. So people don't, neither of us are, would consider ourselves culinary artists, I don't think. But <laughs> people, people kind of skip over that as art. And it, it really is, though. Right, yeah. Like, it's yeah. culinary art. It's in the name. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that can be, that can be segued into like a lot of things, like even um, just not, not even culinary, but so many other things can be seen as artistic, like the way that, um, you know, you write your grocery list or the way that you put together, I don't know, you know, your, your living room furniture, like yeah. anything, people are so creative, they don't even know it. How, um, can you describe to me how you would artistically put together a grocery list? Well, it depends if you do it in one line or if you write it on your hand, that's different materials that you're using. That's Ooh. an artistic term. Okay. If you use, um, or if you're like very systematic about it, maybe use your phone and you're like very technical. That's what I so, do. But everyone has their own way to do it and it's, they're all different. So that in itself makes it individual, makes it, you know, I think it makes it creative. You're that's, creating you know, something. I think that's exactly the way people need to view the world or, you know, I, I, I now, I now subscribe to your grocery lists are art um, <laughs> perspective. I subscribe to that. I, I endorse it. Um, right. So how has, um, you know, obviously things have changed a little bit and you're, you're still in the middle of your school year or, or towards the end of your school year, but um, you know, you're still putting out lessons and teaching. Is there anything you're doing for you personally, artistically that, that, um, is going on right now? Or are you so focused on just trying to get uh, kids paper, <laughs> you know, yeah. that it's gonna gotta take a break? Oh, right. I like the whole paper thing. I even was like, can I just like open up the school for a day and have them get all their supplies? Like a ream of paper, yeah. Right, um, for, yeah, it's, it's my time as management has changed into what, you know, I have time for now. So luckily I do have art supplies myself. Um, I swiped a few things from my school, which of course I'll give back, but uh, I'm doing a lot of painting these days and it's kind of keeping me sane. I put on, you know, music or a movie or something and I just go with my watercolors and paint. And I've been putting that on, um, on Instagram and, and I love that a lot of the people that I know, like my friends and my family members are asking, oh, okay, this watercolor thing, like, how do you do that? So yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about like maybe putting together some kind of like how-to for beginners or getting creative about that or something. Yeah, so we just did um, uh, uh, the theater I work for, uh, Theater at the Fort and Arts for Lawrence. We um, we just did a watercolor like virtual lesson, and oh, you could weird. like yeah, and you could like pick up your supplies um, at the theater like drive-through essentially. Oh, awesome. um, and it was, it was, it, it, it got way more interest than I think we ever anticipated, um, because people do want to try new things. And yeah. there was all sorts of, I won't call anybody out, but there's, there it was all sorts of different skill levels, but it was really great to see, right. um, all these different things. I did not do it because I well, do not do, man, I Don't am. Don't even tell me that. Don't even. You can. I, well, it's not. You're right. I can. I 2D art, art like with my hands is mm -hmm. so difficult for me. I get so frustrated. Oh. Um, and like, so I just stick to like my storytelling. Like that's my thing. That's what I do. Um, and you know, I let other people do better work uh, than me. On, <laughs> like I can't paint. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Now you're calling me out, and I'll I'll do it next time. Um, 
I'll make a video especially for you. Very Ooh. easy beginner. Is real, it just a, is it just a line? Yeah, it's, it's okay. a happy. It'll be fine. Okay, great, great. That'd be great. Um, so why why watercolor? Um, I didn't like it at first. So good question. Uh, but the more I travel, the more I was like, well, I can't lug these like stainable acrylics everywhere, and mm. like they're in tubes, so they're liquids, and it gets into my liquid allowance on carry on. It was just like a hassle. So. I had watercolor and I started doing it. And then I was like, wait a minute, I kind of like this now. So that's proof that even if you don't really think you like something, give it a break, come back to it. You know, you might like it again, which it's, in that yep. case worked for me. That's exactly my journey with Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so um, you said you like listen to, this is something I do a lot. I can't really watch something while I'm, working but I do like to record what I'm listening to while like if you look at pages that I write at the top little corners I'll put like this song was like hitting me at while I was writing this so that oh, if I need fun. to return to that that emotional moment I can like kind of use that as a, a guide um oh ooh. um so what do you so I guess my this was leading to my question of like what inspires you musically or visually while you're painting um, I think what's been good for me just listening to, honestly, I, sometimes I can't deal with music that yeah. has words yep. when I'm painting, Get that. Um, but, and honestly, sometimes I put on Disney plus and just put on a Disney movie in the background. Sure. Hey. <laughs> good old fashioned classic Disney, because I don't want to think about it. I don't want mm -hmm. to be focused on it. I want it to be mindless. So I'll put on like, just like. I don't know, like any music that doesn't have words is fine, um, which is weird because then, yeah, I don't know if I could label my- Does like, that, le so for me, that usually leans in a, depending on what type of time of day it is, it leans towards either classical or jazz. I was gonna say jazz. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and jazz is one of those things where, like a lot of art that I like, um, Jazz is one of those things where I know what I like when I hear it, but I cannot tell you why I like this particular piece. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, I know when I need to, like, click swipe or, like, next, the next song. Right. I can tell. Like, in the first 10 seconds, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to like this one. I don't know why. You're right. Yeah, I and I, I must drive because, like, there are, there are people in jazz that are, I mean, it's such a complicated um, art form that's really rich in a, really rich in history and I have like an improv background and so you think that would kind of translate and yeah. um so for experts out there they're like oh you like jazz like what do you like and I can't tell you anything <laughs> I'm the same. I probably listen to it nightly like sure. every night in the past year could you could I tell you I mean the name of a song no nope sadly. right nope. sorry <laughs> yeah 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 um so that's, you know, that's a, there's all these, uh, I should have a greater appreciation and do my homework. Maybe that's something I'll do during this, yeah. <laughs> this time. Uh, what, what, what is the music scene like over in London? Cause you guys have a lot of, um, like back when I was investigated, I mean, like, I feel like dubstep was really big over there for a hot minute. Right? Yeah, it did get big. And I remember, um, and this is like four years ago, four or five years ago when there was some, like dubstep and I was like, oh, they have a British accent. Like, um, <laughs> I remember that. No, British British rappers always throw me for a loop and it's not that it's not good. 
It's just that I go, like, they're, they're allowed to slant things in a way that changes the entire art form. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, That's so true. Yeah, they can. Uh, yeah. Now, most of the British slang that I know comes from the British Bake Off. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, dodgy is a word I think we should adopt more. So we is should. full whack. Like, full put whack. it in full whack. Oh, yeah. Put I it think, in full whack. Yeah. I think that's great. What is in full whack, yeah. What's that? Uh, like, putting the cakes on to the, the oven. Full whack. Full whack. Full power. Full power. Yeah. I like, yeah. whack is way better than power. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah, you know um, what's your favorite? You'll what's your notice. favorite? Oh, um, I'm chuffed to bits. Oh, <laughs> I'm just chuffed. I'm so chuffed to bits. Isn't that a great one? Like yeah, when you're it's so a pretty great one. I'm so uh, chuffed. Like okay. <laughs> um, what's what is a Italian thing that you wish you had over in London? An Italian um, like food item anything oh man oh that's tough i've never gotten asked that before i <laughs> do i mean oh man i miss it as a whole but um god so much <laughs> there was some really great again i mean obviously there's some really great pizzas like i mean, yeah like, sure like my taste memory is going crazy right now um but I guess it's really cheesy, but like the people were great too. Um, and just like that, just hearing that Italian, you know, like language and mm -hmm. the way they, they pronounce their words and the way they fluctuate their, you know, it's so, ugh, I love it. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful language. Now I'm going <laughs> to ask you the same thing. What's, what's like an American thing that you miss uh, while you're in London? Um, <laughs> is it American to say uh, Mexican cheese dip? <laughs> no, I think it is. I think it is because, um, oh man, we could get into a whole thing about like our, the, the difference between appropriation of food and or like the melting pot of food. Yeah. Um, oh. Because like, like we have Chinese restaurants here, but they're not like, it's not Chinese food. We have right. Mexican food here, but you know, like a lot of our Mexican food is, you know, Tex-Mex, which I love. Here's the thing. It's delicious. Um, also like we have, I think Taco Bell has like kind of soared through the roof fast food wise over here. Um, I, I saw you just make like a face for people that are listening. You like, like you didn't even think to make that face. If your, your body had a reflex that was like, <laughs> oh my God, Taco Bell. Um, but um, like, you know, they were like, this is fake Mexican food. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're like, they're not shy about it. They're like, it's fake right. Mexican food. Right. Um, what's, what can we do to make it like go full whack? And that is, let's put Doritos as the shell. And it's brilliant because oh, none of it's real. Not one bit of it is authentic in any way, shape or form. And it's delicious. Oh yeah. Very fake. Very, very fake. But, that, yeah. Everything well, about it's like made in a factory. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this Oh man. This arts oh, podcast got really off on a tangent on food. So I know, right? We got that. really clearly we're really hungry right now. I you know, I haven't eaten today yeah. yet, so it's <laughs> it's time. Um, That's so great. Is there is there uh is there anything um that we didn't talk about that you'd like to leave us with? Oh gosh. Um 
I don't think so. I'm just happy to um to talk to to another human. No, no, it, it's been nice. It's it's yeah. it's selfishly been um um a great way for this. Like this podcast is half of an excuse for me to just catch up with people. Right. Right. Um, which we need right now. So, um, Emily, thank you so much for coming on. Um, really great to talk to you and the your your instagram is in the podcast description so please check that out uh this has been curtain calls my name is tony smith as always this has been brought to you by arts for lawrence and you know um stay safe uh stay patient and please just extend as much grace to people as you can i know it's a really hard time right now we're going to get through it together i promise so thank you so much for uh coming on today emily Thank you.